Welcome back to Arts About. Show about art, Sally. That's a work of art in itself. And, of course, Arts About is brought to you by the generosity of the McClellan Sculpture Park and Gallery. And you're going to be listening to artist-in-residence and cultural sounding board John Baird, the poetic Mark Stewart, and me, Sally Bailey. And we're very glad to have you with us here this Christmas Eve for another discussion about some of the things that interest us. Christmas Eve, such a punctuation point in the calendar. You've either done everything or are kicking back with an eggnog in your hand or you haven't and are frantically trying to pull everything together, wrap presents, cook for tomorrow. And of course, and of course, there are always many less fortunate than ourselves doing it tough and struggling to do any of those things. So be kind and help someone this Christmas. We all need a hand at one time or another in our lives. But we hope you've got all your chores done and have an eggnog or something lovely to drink while you wind down for what seems to be a major punctuation point in the year. We three are going to stop within a little while next and next week with any luck you're going to be listening to the hilarious concoctions of Will and Swanee with their anarchic summertime light version of Arts About for a couple of weeks that is if they actually do manage to pull it to, off which they say they're going to. I think they've probably got the whole thing done they're just not letting on. No believe me they haven't but it is coming. Hey John mm. what are you going to talk to us to, about today? Uh Ripple and paint, amongst other things. Oh. How boring. Yeah, oh. no, you said that before out in the foyer. We'll see, Mark. I haven't started talking <laughs> about it yet. Might be boring. It's not going to be boring, everybody. <laughs> okay, we'll make the most of it. Um, and what about you, Mark? What do you have? I have no idea. <clears throat> oh, really? A little bit about um, the Coast exhibition on at the Monaghan Gallery. Um, also, we all saw the Chinali at the NGV, which we're going to talk about, I think. Yeah. And um, our sponsors in the Clarendon Gallery have a lovely show called, I can't remember, what was it called, the show? Uh, um, uh, Facing fra- Nature. Framed. Framed uh, Nature. Yeah, a lovely show, worth seeing. Yes, okay, wonderful. Uh, we're also going to be talking with Tam- Tammy Ryan. She's the coordinator of the programming at the Frankston Arts Centre. I've got Marilyn Cunnington coming on the show to tell us a little bit about the Sorrento Art Show. And we've also got Julia Freidersdorf, who's the Artistic Director of the Peninsula Summer Music Festival, which is in its 11th year this year. And because it's Christmas, here's a little song that I've got for you uh, by Tom Petty. It's called Christmas All Over Again. Frankston Arts Centre launched their 2018 program last month and revealed some of the fabulously diverse events and productions that will be appearing on their stages and in the foyer over the next year. To elaborate further, programming coordinator and friend of the show Tammy Ryan joins us in the studio this morning to give us a heads up and remind you to get your copy of the brochure and ensure you don't miss your personal favourites. It's a broad range of productions with companies from all over Australia, including dramatic theatre, comedy, ballet, the MSO, the Melbourne Chamber Companies and a varied selection of children's events. Choosing and making up uh, an incredibly intricate puzzle of it and who will fit where and if and when they're free and who comes to the Arts Centre and what they will like. Um, Tammy Ryan, thank you so much for talking to us about all of that today. Welcome to Arts About. Thank you for having me. It's an exciting um, opportunity to talk more about the Frankston Arts Centre program. Yeah, well, it is an, a remarkable program looking at, at the variation of it. There's something virtually, it seems to me, for you know every element of the demographic. Um, have you got any personal favourites? Oh, that's a tough question. I, um, I am going to um, talk about 
Creature, which is going to be an outstanding show, which truly is for um, all the family. Creature is an adaptation of Dot and the Kangaroo, and it's by Stalker Theatre and Out of the Box Productions. And it's a very multi-arts piece. There's some amazing, beautiful uh, projections. There's aerial work. There's song. Um, there's an Indigenous uh, influence that runs throughout the whole program. Um, so that's definitely one for the whole family to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, your, your programming split between two theatres and, and they, each of them describe in a way what it is that you can put in there because your big seater, how many? There's 600 or 800, 800 seat. seaters in, in one and, and Cube, which can be anything from an art gallery through to a 220 seater. Is that right? Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so programming varying between them. Um, how do you break it up? I mean, do, what do you do? Do you look at your audience? Do you look at your audience of subscribers or do you look at your, you know, like the people that live on the Mornington Peninsula or Franks? And how do you, how do you determine? It's all of the above. Um, we must, of course, look, look after our members, mm-hmm. um, of the Frankston Art Centre, but we also have to be continuously building new audiences. Um, I think the demographic of the area is continuing to change. Yeah. So we definitely have to cater for a whole range of different um, interests and genres. So that's very, very important when putting the program together. And I also like to challenge people to try something new that they may not ordinarily go and see mm. because sometimes um, they can be really surprised and their perceptions can be transformed. Absolutely, which is one of the main, you know, purposes, I believe, of theatre is actually exposing people to ideas that are outside their parameters, their ordinary parameters. And I think one of those shows um, is Cockfight. Um, Cockfight is in September and it's largely a physical theatre piece, but it has a very strong narrative throughout it. And it's... Um, we had... Um, the two performers perform at our launch and already you could see from the ticket sales that, that people's perception of after reading it but then seeing a live snippet of it was mm. transformed. And so that's one that I really encourage people who may not ordinarily go and see um, a non-text-based performance to really um, jump on to that one because you will love it. What mm. was it called again? Cockfight. And, but, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry, non-text-based as in just miming or...? Yeah, it's it's... It's a lot of movement, dance, physical theatre, um, but the narrative is very, very strong. Mm. So the movements are, are so immaculately and amazingly delivered that there is no need for any text in the performance. And it's written by The Farm, is it? Yes, The Farm are an interesting um, bunch of collaborators that are based in the Gold Coast. Um, they actually have been working between Gold, Gold Coast and Berlin and they uh, create their own work. They've been working together for about 15 years um, and Cockfight has just been to... Uh, all ends of the globe. They've just come back from Chile and they've been in Finland, I believe, um, and so they're going to be in Frankston next year. It's so exciting. Mm. That's really good. Have you ever, sorry, have you ever been to Bali and see the, or in Indonesia and see the men sitting squatting on the ground with the, their cocks between their legs and having fighting the, mm, the I have, up into the air? In the Philippines, actually. In the Philippines, yeah. Just yeah. beautiful. They have these love, actually, wonderful Actually, I didn't cocks. think it was beautiful. 
Well, it's terrible what happens fun. after, yes. but when they're just sitting there talking to each other, they're... Oh, they're yes. And they're so revered, yeah, too, they the, the roosters, aren't mm. they? Yes, that's right. Uh, another show I saw which looked interesting is the... Um, uh, sorry, where was it? The We're, we're, we're leaping through the, um, the, the program. The catalogue here. Mm. Oh, the Revolution, yes, Ballet Revolution. Ah, yes. That looks like an interesting show. So they are from Cuba and they are absolutely incredible. It's, again, another one that is truly for the whole family. It's full of um, contemporary music. It's full of amazing dance. Um, and it will be just an amazing, um, entertaining evening. Right. I, I, I don't really like kids, so I'm not sure I'll take my kids there. <laughs> yeah. so, huh? That's don't all right, you? but that's you, Mark. There okay. are a lot of people. A lot of our listeners actually do like children and take do have to, them. Uh, yes, I know. So. And we were all one once. <laughs> and they're from Cuba, and uh, unlike the previous article you're talking about, the previous performance you're talking about, from the unlikely combination of the Gold Coast and Berlin yeah, that is an unlikely combination. Yes, I think it um, was that one of the initial collaborators and founders of the farm ended up moving over to Berlin but continued the collaboration um, over many years with the Australian-based artists. And, and rent is much cheaper in Berlin than Gold Coast, John. Is it? It is. Do you Still think that's on one what of the reasons? That, that Absolutely. That, yeah. And they're extremely nurturing of their artists in Berlin, especially. They so are. They far are. too much. Mm. Yes, they're coddled. <laughs> their artists. Oh, over there. stop it, Mark! We need to suffer a bit. Now, more. there's there's a, a really an amazing mix, and I, I also see that you've got the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra coming down. Yes, the MSO are one of our uh, favourites that um, our patrons um, absolutely love um, being able to access the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra right on their doorstep. Um, and we're actually very lucky also to be presenting the Melbourne Chamber Orchestra mm. also this year. Um, and that's with an international guitarist who is visiting at the time and that is from Venice to Madrid. Um, so it's going to be a great range of pieces um, in that genre. Who's the conductor? Oh, right. <laughs> well, we're not sure. We're not, we go, go to the page and have a look. It will tell you there. Okay. That looks um, great. That's in September. Yes, yeah. that is on Monday the 17th, 17th of yes, September. I'll definitely go to that. There's all, there is, as there always is, um, uh, an element of the comedy festival coming on, the road shows coming into town as well. There's, uh, there's music, there is this Celtic tenors, that's extraordinary. There's also a bit of sex. Oh, um, I know, I thought I was going to point that out yeah. to you, Le Petit Mort. Le Petit Mort, yeah, yes. Yeah, I thought you'd like that, Mark. Which is, um, as everyone knows, but an is, orgasm in French. Yes, and is that a death. French, is that a drama? No, that is a musical radio play. So, oh, really? Yes, and that is in Cube 37. We also had them perform at the launch, and again, they definitely transformed a lot of our ticket um, buyers to come and see their shows. So we even think that we might have to put on an extra show for them. So um, that is, um, yes, going to be... One of the picks of the yeah, bunch, that, I think, and, and the Cube 37 show. That's on in July. So Frankston Arts Centre is obviously a subscriber-based um, organisation. It's a it's council run, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Yes. And uh, if you are, what are the what are the benefits of being a member apart from the fact that you're subsidising and assisting the cultural development and you know growth in our community? Yes. Well, that's definitely one of the benefits that I think is underestimated sometimes. Mm. But the more um, 
tangible benefits are that you get discounted tickets to the shows. Um, you also have some member exclusives throughout the year that is only um, members are um, informed about. Um, and also you have the first opportunity to purchase tickets um, and get your favourite seats. So, Is there a member's lounge? Well, funnily enough, <laughs> we actually, <laughs> we, it's literally being finished as we speak. Oh, that is oh wonderful. Yes. So, with so good coffee and, and uh, massage? Uh, no, <laughs> not so much. Not, not like an airport. No, lounge. no, not like the Qantas Lounge. No, um, no. but we have a, uh, beautiful terrace that's been transformed at the Frankston Arts Centre that we are now going to be able to hold some events there oh, and so we will definitely be holding some member events so we have a view onto the sea or yes we do mm. oh yeah. how fabulous it's beautiful ah, new space well that. there's another good reason to become a member apart from the fact that uh, there's a very know, good shows enriching very good our shows local community i is, went to the frankston arts center the uh, concert hall there and mm. saw a roy orbison tribute show that transformed my perceptions. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, there's always those. I think there's a uh, there's one this this season. I'm not sure who it is. So we have um, James Taylor, John. Fleming, oh, that James. Yes, that's James right. Taylor, and we also have Sun Rising, the songs that made Memphis. So. Um, a lot of our tribute shows are actually commercial hirings as well. Yeah. So um, they're the ones that hire the venue and uh, put on the shows. They're, that work slightly differently to the ones that are curated. Yes, which is what you do. Well, thank you so much for taking um, some time out today to come and talk to us on Arts About because it's a pretty busy period. Are you going to have a break? Is there a break at the Arts Centre over, over Christmas? Um, there is for me, but um, no, we just keep on keep going. On going. And what about our Christmas doors. Day? Oh, yes, of course, no Christmas yeah. Day. Okay, yes. fantastic. Yeah. Um, we'll go and everybody go and have a look at the Frankston Arts Centre website. You'll be able to see what's coming up and and organise. Where if is you're not it? Already a, it's Where? in Frankston. It's yeah. not if you're already if you're um, uh, not already a subscriber, you might need to become so or go down there and get yourself a brochure. Um, thank you again very much for talking to us today, Tammy Ryan, and we really look forward. It sounds like a great program. Great. Thank you very much for having me and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and I hope to see you at Frankston Arts Centre. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Tammy. Merry Christmas. Here's another Christmas song. Um, this one is John Popper and B.B. King, uh, Backdoor Santa. Sounds great. Every summer, the local Rotary Club staged the Sorrento Art Show at the Sorrento Community Centre and since its first show 33 years ago, it's grown to become a much-anticipated event by many artists and parts of the arts culture on the Mornington Peninsula, giving many new emerging and established artists an opportunity to showcase their work. Lately, the show attracts more than 800 entries and the proceeds from a percentage of the sales, the registration and visitors' fees raise close to $100,000 each year, which the club generously donates back into the community in a wide range of activities. One of the incredibly hard-working team from Rotary, responsible for getting the show up and hung and out there in the news, Marilyn Cunnington, joins us on the line this morning. Good morning, Marilyn. Good morning, Sally. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you. Marilyn, given that the show opens in two weeks after Christmas, when most of us are hanging up our hats and relaxing at the end of the year, you must be going into a frenzy of activity, mustn't you? Well, not exactly, not quite. I've been in a frenzy for the last couple of months or so, getting the promotional material up, but it's all up now and online, and, and the estate agents have sponsored boards in Blair Gallery and Sorrento, 
And it's on, it's the, we're posting the artist's work online now, so it's all starting to happen now. But the really hard work also starts with the team for Rotary when they have to hang 850-odd paintings. Is that how many artists you've got coming on this year? Well, no. The artists are able to put in three or so um, paintings, and then that makes up the number. So we've got, if you divide that by that, we, you get the right number of artists. But there's 850, there's 850 paintings going up. Give or take, yes. Wow, that's extraordinary. Tell me, where do they come from? Are they all around Australia? Well, some come from interstate and uh, some come from uh, some come down from Sydney. There's a lot of artists in Sydney who like to use our show. But most are locals and Victorians, and it, it finds down to our local artists who are fabulous. We've got a great art scene, as you know, down here on the peninsula. So many of them are our own, our own um, artists from here. And as you mentioned earlier, the emerging artists, which is really important to give them a showcase to exhibit their work to get up and running. Now they're not all paintings, are they? No, we've got we've got. In fact, this year we've got some sculptures, which is very interesting, and we have photographs, and we also have um, printmakers, which are fabulous. They're they're really interesting. One of our printmakers is a feature artist called Billy Knight, who's just had a big show, and she's doing extremely well, and her work is extraordinary. So be great for people to come and see that it's something different to a painting mm, I, I think Billy Nye exhibited it with uh, Gillian Haig it, was it at Manyang? at Manyang Gallery recently Gillian and uh, yes they did a, mm. a, a showing together it was fabulous their work is so good tell me there's quite a few prizes aren't there? yes we have a number of prizes and um, the prizes are sponsored by people we bought by people and companies actually we have a best in the show. We have um, the best oil or acrylic. Uh, we have best watercolour, best pastel, best other medium, best local scene, best local artist, and then some special awards and are highly commended. So there's a number of opportunities for our artists to, to win a prize. But the, I think the main thing is that they get themselves out there and people come and buy the paintings. And, of course, as you mentioned already, that money goes back into the community. In a very wide range of things that Rotary sponsor, doesn't it? We do. We sponsor schools. We sponsor the two um, scholarships at the two schools down in Sorrento, so that's St Joseph's and, and Sorrento Primary. We have mature students at Chisholm College. We recently sponsored uh, Dreamhouse Theatre. Oh, yes, with the uh, fabulous Carol Pachulo. Peninsula Health, yes. So there's, there's a lot of things that we get involved in, and there's some overseas projects, of course. So, excuse me, uh, did the artists uh, not get any money from the painting centre? Does it all go back into the community? Oh, no, no, the artists... No, 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 that would be grossly unfair. Mm -hmm. No, no, the artists... Um, we, we, we take commission, Rotary take a, a commission, but how, the artists get how much? the rest of the money, yes. Oh, no, we couldn't do that. No. How them. much of a commission does the club take? Uh, it's 20%. Okay, oh, that's Yeah, reasonable. no, it's, it's fabulous. Um, who does the judging? Uh, this year, the judge will be Lynn Melody, who's well known. Lynn, Lynn's work is well established, and she's she teaches, and she's been an, um, an artist for many, many years. Her, her paintings are extraordinary. Sometimes they're very fragile looking, and sometimes they really um, have a, a, a really bright, vibrant look of the of the outback country and so on. So her her work is um Is she a local had her before. Is she a Melbourne artist or a local peninsula artist? Um she comes from Melbourne, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. And well, uh, she's she's 
got a quite a, um, an ordinary, extraordinary background. She she did classical ballet. Uh, she was an art teacher te- and teaching art at the Teachers College. Um, she's done some uh, travelling art schools in New South Wales, and uh, she's she's got a lot of lot of prizes that she's won over the years. She does workshops and she's won mm. a number of societies, and yes, yeah, very very world renowned. So I believe that it's still possible for artists to get their work in, and I think the deadline is January the 3rd, is that correct? No, 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 no. Unfortunately, no. The, the deadline was um, was in mid-November. Uh, oh, really? We actually, we actually the, artists, the artists who sent their work to us, uh, or who registered, they're bringing their art to us on the 3rd of January. Oh, they've got to deliver it by that time. The opening night is on the 6th of January, and then we, we open from the 7th till the, till the 14th, 13th, the 7th till the 4th, 13th oh, of yes. January, I'll get that right. Okay, I beg your pardon. Of January, yes. It was a delivery, yes. not a submission. That I, I so think I misread the website. It's been a really busy time for for our team down at Sorrento Community Centre mm. because they have all those artists bringing all that work in, and then we've got to work out where they go, how they're hung, and they yes. need to be hung so they they enhance another painting close by, so it makes a really nice looking art show. Well, thank you so much for coming in and telling us about it uh, this year, Marilyn Cunnington. It's a great, uh, it's a great show. It's a big show, and uh, I know you, I, I can't imagine how many visitors you must get every year, but uh, but I'm sure it's in the thousands. Over a thousand, over fifteen hundred, yeah. I think, last year. Well, good luck with it. The show runs thank between you, the seventh and the thirteenth of January, and I believe you've got a, a ticketed opening night on the sixth. Is that correct? We have on the sixth, and we do have anyone who wants to get tickets before the opening. Uh, it's down at. Um, the travel agency in Sorrento in the main in the Ocean Beach Road. And and you also have a website of course which is the Sorrento we do, Art Show. It's SorrentoArtShow.com. Wonderful. Thanks for talking to us today, Marilyn Cunnington. Thank Good you, luck Sally. with it. That's great. Thanks for your time. Bye. Bye. Oh, it must be time for me. It is time for you, John. Hey, mm. um when I was when I was about fifteen mm. uh, my father was a he was a mate of Len French's and they used to have a few beers together every now and then, and I think they must have got together one evening down at the Beau Morris Hotel or somewhere. Once or twice, probably. had a bit of a conversation. What are we going to do with young John? You know, oh. What are we going to do about that young lad? And they cooked up this plan, which essentially was that I would go and work for Len after school, and uh, which meant, Mark, that I'd leave school at about 3.30, whatever time it was, uh, Get on a bus, go to Mentone, go from Mentone to Mordialic and then walk across the bridge to this house on the beach that Len had down there that he used as a studio. It was an old sort of suburban house right on the sand. Mm. And uh, there's no furniture in it. It was just all these empty rooms. One was a studio to paint in and the rest of them were pretty much storage rooms. And uh, part of my task there, apart from sweeping up and making cups of tea and doing that sort of thing, was to grind up paint for him. And what Len used to do uh, was he'd make a big panel of painting from a drawing and he'd build it up in plaster layers with hessian and plaster onto masonite so that it had a kind of a three-dimensional form of the drawing and then he'd start applying varnishes to the front of that or glazes. To the plaster. To the plaster, yeah, and then ultimately glaze after, over glaze, over glaze. And the glazes were 
uh, raw pigments mixed into Ripolin um, and ground in until they were suspended in the Ripolin like a, a coloured lacquer. It's hard work, actually, doing all that grinding. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about mixing the paint or just the whole process? Well, the whole process, grinding the pigment into into a medium and then mixing it into a paint, into the Ripolin base. So he used to buy Ripolin uh, without pigments in it. So he'd, he'd, from the Ripolin factory, from the company, he'd buy just their cans of medium. And do you think we should um, um, describe to our faithful listeners just exactly what Ripolin is? Yes, I was just about to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask that. Uh, Ripolin is a brand of um, house paint, essentially, um, but it was the first patented um, brand of what they now call enamel paint. Uh, and Rippo is, uh, refers to the man who invented it, whose name was Riep, I think, someone Riep, and the lin bit re- refers to linseed oil, which makes up, makes up a large part of its medium. Uh, but the, it has some sort of chemical... Uh, additive in it, which means that the paint dries not by evaporation, but by via a chemical um, reaction, which happens when it mixes with oxygen. So it'll the paint essentially would dry underwater, mm. um, but if it were in the air first, but mm. it get, dries quite quickly. Um, although can like four to five hours, no? Is it? A- well, days. But, but quicker than previous paints, which mm. were just mixed with linseed, and it required evaporation in order to dry. And sometimes took two hundred years <laughs> and more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, I was you, mixing Ripolin with Len, which was which fascinated me. I really liked the process of mixing paint, uh, but I was apparently not all that good at being a studio assistant because I got sacked pretty quickly. And in fact, handballed off to Roger Kemp's studio. Where oh, I, where well, that's I'm, not a bad place to. Have was had he to further down the to. beach, or he was around in Black Rock, mm. Hampton, where? actually. Sorry, mm. Hampton near the railway station. Also, yeah. am I allowed to ask why you were sacked? Uh, Len was a grumpy old sort of mm. fellow. He didn't okay. sort of. He did, I think he preferred not to have anyone around. I kind of understand Which, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you are now? <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. want anybody, especially some stupid fifteen-year-old. Yeah. Asking yeah. too many questions. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing that for, Mr. French? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Ripolin became the uh, paint of um, preference for the American Ab X painters. Also um, earlier, in fact, even um, Andre Deran and people earlier. Picasso fashion, enjoyed it. Yeah, they really yeah. liked the, these, this new quick drying paint yeah. before. Because when did acrylic paint come into existence? Well, not as early as that. No. Uh, and acrylic paint, I think, is much the same process in that, although it's water-based, it's a chemical reaction that dries it rather, rather than, than evaporation. an evaporation. So evaporations belong to the lacquer field of painting, yeah. with spirit-based or oil-based um, lacquers or paints. But paints that uh, come out of a tube will generally require evaporation. That's why your paintings take so long to dry, Mark. Mm. And it's also in the wind they dry more than the heat. But So just to give our listeners an example of the Ripolin effect, we mm-hmm. can speak of Jackson Pollock, of course, who's all of his twirly yeah, drip Jack, paintings... Jack the Dripper. ...were f- done in Ripolin paint, which was so much easier because... It was very runny. 
as very runny, exactly. You didn't have to mix lots of terps and oil to yeah. uh, with the oil paint to get it r- into that runny state. And it, drew, it drew, dried fairly quickly. Another one who's using a lot of it is Dale Frank. Oh, yeah. A lot of his big sort of circular paints. Not only does flat. it dry very quickly, but because it's a chemical drying, it dries all the way through. So oh. an, an evaporative paint will dry on the surface, surface yes. and still be wet underneath behind it. Depends on the. I, you know, I've seen a lot of rippling. You get those effects of. Uh, I've, I have used it myself also. You get the, that effect of um, like a stringing effect underneath if you right. dry. You mix it too quickly with other paints. What wonderful thing about it is you can't always tell exactly what it's going to do, which uh-huh. is sometimes a great advantage when you're sort of trying to whip up a painting. It's fugitive. Well, yeah, you can't control it completely. So you, mm. you, it's chance, which was a big part of um, many painters' philosophy. William de Kooning, he liked it. He loved it. And Sid Nolan mm-hmm. was a big fan of Ripplin. <coughs> uh, in fact, he did his own research on Ripplin and wrote about it, uh, most of which was wrong. <laughs> well, well, look. I mean, you can tell when you look at, say, Len French, I, sometimes I've found his paintings, especially the ones with the plaster and the, or the enamel effect, too shiny, too, yeah. you because know, it gives, it does give it a sort of a harsh effect. It's once again the, the idea of materials and how they, how they die, you know, how yeah. they live. And the ripple, and it's, you know, there's a lot of restorers who are sending their daughters to very good educations because of, um, people <laughs> using ripple and paint. Rothko, yeah. And Jackson Pollock are foremost amongst them. It didn't bond terribly well to no. um, some surfaces. It yeah, didn't, spe- didn't like masonite, for instance. Or, or canvas sometimes, because the canvas yeah. moves, and so it, it um, didn't yeah. like that uh, movement behind. But it, it, And also, when you look at, for example, the Coast Show in, in Mornington Peninsula, John Percival, you look at the, the, his uh, painting of the seascape, and he's used Ripplin as in the foam right. of the waves. And you can see it. You can see that it, yeah. it sticks out from the rest of the paint, which isn't the same. Might have been Dulux. Could have been Dulux. It's just you do notice it when you look at certain paintings, just the, the quality of the paint. Right. Mm, if you know what you're looking at. If you know what you're, if you're interested in knowing yeah, what you're looking that's at. that's right. Mm. That'll do for me, Mark, oh. and uh, you're going to take us elsewhere, I think, aren't you? Well, look, uh, as speaking of Percival. Speaking of John Percival, people, everyone should go to see the Coast Show, which is on at uh, Mornington Peninsula Gallery. Um, there are some beautiful paintings of... Nicolas Chevalier, mm-hmm. who was at um, oh, there was Tunnel. one of his paintings at, in McClelland, wasn't there? When we because we went yes. and had a look at Frames yes. the other day. Yes, yes. also a very good show. Um, this was painted in 1862, which was quite early on uh, of uh, Tunnel Rock. And there's um, Louis Bouvelet, is it? Louis Bouvelet, yeah. Bouvelet, and um, yeah. Edouard, um, von Gerhard is, is also a couple of his paintings. Yeah, they now loved this, it down there, didn't they? They did love Cape Shank. I don't know well, it's pretty gorgeous it down there. It is gorgeous still. It's, it's got that wildness, yeah. you know, that that's, that there's a ferocity down there. There is definitely is, ferocity, and it's, it puts the mm, fear in your heart. When you mm, used to go surfing down there, you, could, you went there oh, with yes. great respect because you thought, hmm, this is really... I could not... Around. It's possible I'm not going to come out of this. Well, it wasn't quite like that. Only Harold Holt had <laughs> that feeling. Sometimes. But um, mm. he was at the other end of the beach. Uh, there's a woman I've heard, uh, never heard of, called Violet Teague, who's one of her paintings is in there. Have you heard of her? No. Brilliant. Early Clarice uh, Beckett, or Beckett, or whatever her name was. Beck. Beck. Beckett, was it? Beck. Beck. Clarice Beck. Oh, is that all? Very beautiful. This woman, Violet Teague, is uh, quite interesting. Um, so that's a show worth going to. Also, the Frames of Nature at McClelland mm-hmm. was 
there's some very beautiful pieces in there. Yes, and what was interesting, I thought, because we all we, we had a bit of a road trip last week, and we went in and had a look at that exhibition together. What was, what really amazed me was that quite a long, large section of that um, collection is owned, is permanent, of mm. the, uh, owned they by their. They have some good McKenna. pieces. Yeah, they've got some absolutely beautiful pieces. Yeah, we shouldn't worry there. about too much about their future. They just have to sell off one of those, and they'll be well, fine. Well, I'm sure they don't want to be selling off any of those. Long, long time. Um, mm. We also went, of course, to the Triennale, yes. <clears throat> which was, um, I was expecting to be disappointed, but I wasn't disappointed. No, I wasn't disappointed either. No, so... Um, Is that a kind of disappointment? <laughs> being disappointed <laughs> in not being disappointed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I go with low expectations. <laughs> right. Um, because of my experience with Melbourne now, and it wasn't at all the same, they managed to restrain their creators and not sort of you know, stuff in everything they could possibly think of. Yes, and and the thing that mm. I loved about it was that you actually wandered through the other collections exactly. to see pieces, the yes. feature pieces on different floors. So it, so uh, there are there are elements of of uh, the triennial in, on every floor in most of the galleries, but yes. it doesn't it, it hasn't taken away it, no. Yeah. And there's some yeah, terrific look, things there, I also liked that, the fact that it was peppered throughout the gallery mm. and uh, hadn't uh, quite a lot of it hadn't really disturbed the rest of the the shows that were on. Except Although, for the Tiepolo. <laughs> well, the Tiepolo was disturbed. gone, thankfully. No, it, no, it was hiding behind the, the skulls. It was in the room <laughs> next to the skulls, <laughs> till well, Ron well, Merck's thank skulls. Thank God I didn't see it. But, <laughs> but uh, some of it was a little incongruous, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the... That plastic table, the blue plastic table made out of ocean rubbish. Oh, yes. Which, which we is, both missed. Which I is missed what that it too, is. Actually, yes. Well, I was looking at the falls of Schaffhausen. But sitting in the room <laughs> with the Baldauster. <laughs> right. Well, I love the glass skulls or the plastic skulls. That, and I'm not going to remember at this point because I haven't got the Ron thing Muick. in front of me. No, oh, no, the masks, no, no. you mean? Yes. No, the, the glass, cause 3D, they were made out of three, uh, on 3D printers. They were 3D printing printed heads, heads. And they were, they were kind of like the sort of thing that you might um, imagine they were modelling up for alien heads. You yes. Know, and. Yep. And they were magnificently lit, and they were so beautiful. And Very was, well presented. And and you were so taken that they, they, to me there seemed to be sci-fi, science, and biology as well as art in them. They were really yeah, magnificent. Yeah, they 3D they? print glass, but apparently... Oh, it's they... res- it must be resin. Mm. Yeah, it must I be guess resin. So, yeah. Yes, of course. Um, the, yes, I think what you're describing is the fact that the, what they've done with this show is make it so that it, you're not being confronted. You're not. I, you know, I didn't feel any anger coming up from another stupid bloody installation. You know, mm-hmm. f- taking up the space. It was lovely to be able to walk through an empty space and come onto pieces. You know, yes, within the you know, the wonderful space of that gallery. Yes, and something for everyone. We took my daughter along, Pearl, and uh, she was very taken with a virtual reality installation that was right up at the top. uh, Next to the bar. Next to the bar, yes. Maybe it was the bar that she was interested in. But... but, um, Kids and and there's a room for kids. There's a, there's things for yeah, everybody. Yeah, but kids. I don't think we should take kids to go. Well, we've got we have to take right. them along. No, and then, and well, they, as parents, put, you do. Part of that show reminded me of there's a great photograph, uh, and I can't. I don't know. I have no idea who took it, and I have no idea where I saw it. But there's a photograph of people in a gallery. Isn't that Bill Henson looking at? Uh, there's about three or four people in the gallery. It's a big room. Mm-hmm. There's art on the walls, and they're standing there looking at the little air conditioning unit on the wall. <laughs> and some of it reminded me of that, you know, the, the incongruity of. Well, is this art or is this just a part yeah, of the. Yeah, what is yeah, that? Yeah. It's you know, the Emperor's it? new clothes. 
<laughs> anyway, that's great. Um, we had a great time. I, I, I think you, that everybody would find something that interested them in Triennial. That's a good reason. Another well, just reason the to go along itself. and see the collection that's in there, the permanent collection. It's mm. fantastic. There's a bit of bung-eyed cat, but the rest of it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That big black thing was good. Oh, yes. It was a very dark Ooh. room. Ooh. Gupta. No, I don't like him. Another event that's become a marker on the calendar and part of the summer culture over the Mornington Peninsula is the Peninsula Summer Music Festival. Started 11 years ago by our next guest and artistic director, Julia Freidersdorf, the, public summer, the, the Peninsula Summer Music Festival gathers Australian and international musical artists together, filling the region's wineries and churches with music spanning centuries and continents early in January. This year the program kicks off with 16 performances and over 50 artists all contributing to a heady mix of music music from around the world to make your Christmas more musical. Good morning, Julia Freydesdorf, and welcome back to Arts About. Hello, Sally. Great to be back. Yeah, terrific. Julia, the Peninsula Summer Festival has become such a much-loved and anticipated event, bringing back some old favourites and adding new ones every year to expand our boundaries um, and giving some seriously talented artists from all over the world a reason to come to the Peninsula. Can you remind us how and why you created this event in the first place? Uh, well, it was, um, I was living overseas in France at the time and um, it was sort of an excuse to uh, get some of my friends who were expats living over in Europe um, but back for Christmas together to do some concerts. And um, the peninsula, uh, my parents lived on the peninsula and, and it seemed like the perfect place for, the perfect setting for this kind of event because of the beautiful wineries, the fantastic wine and food, and um, then there are also some beautiful churches and halls around the area. So uh, it was a bit of a no-brainer, really. It really was a bit of a no-brainer, and it's gone on to become extraordinarily successful, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's, uh, we're heading into our 11th year, and um, from a festival that started with just six concerts, it's now, as you said, it's gone up to 16. We've had as many as 20 some years. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's now it's sort of probably... At the size I, I like it because it's still a boutique event. Um, they're still small venues, so it's quite intimate. But, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. How many people come, do you think, each year now? Uh, it's, uh, it, it varies according to the events, but usually a couple of thousand come through. Which is really yeah. fantastic. Now, I've also heard uh, that this is going to be your last year as artistic director. Is that because you want your summers back? <laughs> <laughs> It's a sad decision. I'm, I'm really going to miss the festival, but I decided that uh, after 11 years that it's probably time for a bit of a change. And um, also because I'm now based in Tasmania, um, it sort of makes sense for somebody more local to, to take it over, I think, um, even though I, I visit the area a lot. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it was a hard decision, but... Um, but yeah, I think it'll be really exciting for the festival to have a bit of a, a, an injection of new blood, and mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we've uh, we've actually got somebody who we will be announcing as our guest director during the festival uh, for next year. So oh, that was going to be my and, question. And so, really great, so I'm not going to get a scoop on that one then. Well, that that is great to hear um, because I think, uh, and that is also that it's going on because it has become so sort of embedded in what the locals um, are expecting, or, and not only the locals, actually, the visiting, returning visitors, that uh, it would be a terrible thing to, to lose it. Who have you got on the program this year? Uh, well, in a nutshell, um, we've got some <laughs> I know. fantastic Sorry. performers. 
Uh, we have a little bit of a guitar thing going on. <laughs> We've got a flamenco group as a hair with a dog concert, and um, Arte Canela. They're, they're fantastic. It's going to be that's um, flamenco is some of the most powerful music. Um, it's a it's there's something so visceral about it. It's really um, it's <laughs> I, it I is, just it love it. It really is. takes you into a different world. So that's going to be wonderful. Um, we've also got Massimo Scatolin back from Italy, and he's doing two concerts, one as a guitar duo, um, and then also with Helen Darlen- Hannah Darlenberg, who's a, um, who has uh, she grew up on the peninsula, so she's a local um, returning. And, um, and we've also got... Uh, I'm really excited about to have my um, former violin teacher, Lucinda Moon, playing some Bach sonatas, uh, the, the unaccompanied violin sonatas in Flinders Church. She's a wonderful player, Baroque violinist. Um, we've got the fabulous Stefan Kesaminos um, playing a recital. Who else have we got? We've got a Baroque opera gala uh, with a brand-new group called Genesis Baroque, and that's going to include Lottie Betstein as the soloist, uh, soprano soloist. It's, a, it's all French music, and that'll be held in the marquee at St John's, which is sort of St John's in Flinders. It's sort of the festival hub. Yes, um, it is, so that should be fabulous. And we've also got the um, uh, some former members of our academy, Peninsula Summer Music Festival Academy, which uh, they're young, up-and-coming artists, and we're doing a showcase uh, also in the marquee of uh, some of their groups, and um, they'll, be, they'll be singing and playing... Um, some beautiful repertoire for, mm. to show what they've been doing since um, since the academy. So, because that really is one of the other themes I think that that runs through the summer music festival is that there's a certain amount of mentorship. It's an incredible opportunity for young aspiring artists, musical artists, to actually see and play with uh, some remarkable musicians from around the world, isn't it? That's correct. And, um, I mean, one of the missions really was for for me when I started the festival was to have an educational component. And, And what's so lovely now, 11 years on, is that, Many of those people who came through the academy in the early days are now my colleagues, you know, and they're they're going they're they're doing amazing things. And um, we've we've also got um, actually a, a, a singer from last year's academy um, who's going to be doing a, a beautiful program in called Eternal Flame um, at Hurley Vineyard, and that's um, that that should be really special because uh, again, a young her name's Bethany Hill, a, a soprano. Um, singing, singing a whole lot of uh, baroque repertoire. Um, again, you know, somebody who's who's coming through has has come through and and is going going places. So um, that's a really really exciting thing to see. Well, that's very exciting. Uh, now, usually, or I have in the past seen your baroque ensemble, Latitude Thirty Seven, playing in the program, but I don't see it this year. Are you playing? Um, I am playing, uh, not with Latitude 37 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be playing some Bach sonatas with uh, a visiting French uh, harpsichordist called Aline Zilberach. And um, uh, they're, they're sonatas for violin and keyboard. They're true duos, and um, and she's a fabulous player, and it's just some of the most beautiful music ever written. So I guess it's sort of like my swan song recital, really. Oh, I'm really lovely. looking forward to playing with her. 
Well, the Peninsula Summer Music Festival runs from between the it's the oh, is it the eighth and the sixteenth? Well, I've got the no, I've lost the date. Oh, sorry, it's the first and the eighth. Of course, I'm, I beg your pardon. And uh, the, there's a website program which will give you information about all the different artists and all the different venues that there are as well. And it's worth noting that the website is peninsulafestival.com.au. That's how you find it. I'll put a link on our Facebook page. It's been really wonderful talking to you this Christmas Eve. Thank you so very much, Julia Fredersdorf. And thank you for both getting this festival up and running and uh, talking to us today as well. Thank you, Sally. Uh, have a great Christmas and, uh, and good luck with it. Uh, we'll be along at some point, I know. Excellent. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Bye. Bye. So I think now it could be time for... The rattling of the typewriter. Yes, the rattling of the typewriter. That's it. Has it there? Oh. There it is. Hark. Okay, that's the end of it for us today, and this is now it's time for the news. Don't forget, uh, Shakespeare's uh, Twelfth Night's coming to Crittenden Estate, thanks to Essential Theatre, on the 14th of January. Or Go as to, you like it. Yeah, or, or whatever. You, yeah, or whatever, exactly. Go to Crittenden's website to book some tickets. The Frankston Arts Centre has a wide range of shows, events and workshops available throughout the year. Have a look at their website to see when and what is on during the year. All are now there on, for general sale. The Peninsula Summer Music Festival runs from the 1st to the 8th of January and tickets are available from their website. Go to the peninsulafestival.com.au And the Sorrento Art Show is on at the Community Hall in Sorrento from the 7th to the 13th of January. Have a look at their webpage for details, uh, sorrentoartshow.com. For all emerging and desperate artists. Well, if you like your art crammed in there, that's yeah. the place to go. It is. Yeah, I, I love the way they say they're going to put them together and, and so that they so bounce off each other. That would be a lot of fun with 800 paintings. 850. 850. <laughs> yes, the exactly. talking about a lot of painting is on at the NGV over summer. Yes, mm. that's right. And here's one for you, Mark. It's called Unfinished Business, Perspectives on Art and Fem Feminism, which is on at the Australian Centre of Contemporary Art until March, uh, conceived to animate critical practices and debates within contemporary Australian art and society. Will they be wearing dresses? There'll be some dresses in. No, not it's not a, it's not a, a clothes show, and it surveys the diverse scope of feminist art practices. So uh, I think we should go along with that, Mark. I'd really like to take you. If you wear a dress, hmm. I'll wear a dress. Okay, I won't. So it includes painting, performance, photography, and film to community engagement and cultural activism. Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. Midsummer Festival too. Don't forget about that. That's on the fourteenth of January. It opens and runs through till the fourth of February. You know what's happening next year? What? Next year, it'll be 2018. It will. We'll have to start yeah. signing our checks differently. Do people write checks anymore? Oh, I, haven't I don't seen think a check so. For a while. Have a lovely Christmas, everyone. We're off, and we're going to hand, be handing over for a couple of weeks for a lighter version of Arts About. Will and Swanee are creating a couple of programs for you in their Arts About slash Summertime slash Light series to give us a break and entertain and inform you as only they know how. We'll be back in the chairs soon after that. If you've just tuned in, you've missed Arts About. So have a look at our Facebook page to find links. Um, uh, to some of the things we've been talking about and um, this podcast there and everything we'll be back uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks but the show will keep going Sundays at 11 and remember everybody we may not know everything about art who cares people care I guess <laughs> I care John do you? I really care I'm going to care next year too
Merry Christmas, Christmas everyone.